You're listening to the Porch Time Podcast. I'm so excited. Are we doing this? I think we're doing this. Mm -hmm. Here we go. Okay, beautiful people. It is Thursday. It is time to launch this absolutely amazing episode. I have been so excited for you guys to share this. We recorded it a few months ago and re-listening to it, like I literally couldn't even make any edits. It was just so good. We spoke to the co-founder of Better Booch kombucha ashley lockerbie she co-founded it with her husband over 10 years ago now i think they just celebrated their 10-year anniversary as a company not as a couple maybe as a couple too (laughs) um but her story is truly one of the most inspiring i've heard um she started as a musician she was on tour with huge names like rihanna and i'm talking rihanna mtv umbrella days under my umbrella ella you know the vibes Um, Wow, really giving you guys some singing today. But her passion, her knowledge, the science around the importance of kombucha for your gut, for healing your body within, I mean, the benefits are just incredible. And their mission as to why they started in the first place is just so beautiful and special and emotional and... Oh my God, this is this episode is going to take you on a world tour. No pun intended, because she was a musician. Um, but I'm telling you, like you hear the smiling in our voice because we were just so excited to ask her the next question. Like She's full of knowledge, passion, excitement for the brand. You feel all the love that's poured into it. And I honestly think it sets them apart from other booch companies out there. Like You really feel the care. And they have, they brew all here locally in Los Angeles. I really want to tour their warehouse factory. I mean, it's just the science behind kombucha is absolutely mind-blowing. I think you're going to get so much out of this. Even if you're not a kombucha drinker, you're going to start being one. Let me tell you, the health benefits are next level. And even just hearing about the process of her founder story, you know, she's a mom. She started with her husband. Like there's so many nuggets in this episode that I know you're going to take away from this. So enough of my babbling. I cannot wait for you to just soak up every moment of this because it's a really good one. Also, listen in for the ads because we do have a special discount code from Better Booch for this episode for our listeners. And trust me, they're amazing flavors. You really want to take advantage. So listen through that and just enjoy every moment of this. We're so excited. Here is Ashley Lockerbie of Better Booch. Hi, everybody. We are here with Ashley Lockerbie. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. Hello. (laughs) I love that name, by the way. Um, She is the co-founder of Better Booch, which we are all about to open because you know how we always intro drinking a beverage of choice. And it's safe to say this is all of our beverage of choice. So let's open our yummies and then let's talk about them. So satisfying. Really good sound bite. Cheers. Cheers. Matches your ring. Cheers. Yeah. It's really Mm. so good. Oh, I love this one. What flavor? Tell the. I have I have ginger boost, ginger, lemongrass, and mint. I'm having golden pear. It's so good. I'm having island hopper, which is citrus hops and oolong tea. Pear, tulsi, turmeric, and black pepper. Mm. Oh yeah, that one's really good too. (laughs) And this is one of your favorites, right? This is yeah. Ginger boost is one of my favorites. Mm. I love golden pear. I love the island Mm. hopper. How do you choose? I know. I just sort of like hey, rotate. It's like, a, it's like <laughs> almost like an emotional thing. Like I feel like I chose mine based mm-hmm. on really how I was feeling. And there was like a mo- like I, 
it was weird because I Island really gravi- gravitated to different ones during different times. Yeah. So nice. I do honestly feel like today is sort of giving us island energy. It's sort mm-hmm. of giving us like Caribbean, the, the like high the humidity, humidity, the yes. like crazy thunderstorm. Thunderstorms. Yeah. What is going on? I also slept fully through those st- thunderstorms. Really? Like, am I okay? Oh my gosh. I don't know how you did you that. You and my children both. I kept, I was like wide awake. Like, surely this is waking us up. It was right over us, though. It was, like, directly over our house. I mean, I love it. I think it's, like, spooky and crazy and weird. I'm, like, like a big rainstorm girl, but the thunder and the lightning, I'm, like, Oh, my God. Maybe this is a European thing for me, but in the summer in Berlin, there used to be, like, crazy thunderstorms. Like, it used to be hot like this, and then it would thunder. And my dad and my mom would sit us on our porch. We would all have hot chocolate and, mm-hmm. like, watch the storm, and it would be, like, that is kind of, so magnificent. It sort of feels like summer. I don't know. Yeah. It, Especially sort of in L.A. Like, yeah. It feels like summer <laughs> yeah. to me. We're on yeah. vacation. Yes. Drinking our better booze. I love it. Loving our life. Um, okay, so we always start... And we really want to just hear your intro, your kind of like quick, hi, I'm Ashley. This is what I do. This is How what I've done. How you introduce yourself. Yeah, like okay. we just want to hear it from you. And then we kind of like to go from there. Cool. So um, I'm Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was born and raised in Southern California. Mm. And I was in music my whole life. And it was the only thing, I had only eyes for music. It was the only thing I ever thought I would be involved in. I did it professionally for five years. Well, actually longer if you include while I was in school and stuff, but that's another story. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And um, did it professionally for five years. And after, was touring really extensively. I um, was actually Rihanna's backup singer for for a wow. lot, most much her of that time. Oh, that's singer? what. So you sang. Singer. I yeah. thought you worked for people in the industry. I didn't know you were like on the. Wow. Ground. Yeah, yeah. I was her backup singer. For, Are we gonna get a little for singing four solid out of years? Today? Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't think this is the play, time and place for that. But I mean, you know. We could, we could that makes sense. No wonder you, you knew all the mic stuff. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, damn, yeah. this girl is just good. like, yeah. Oh, sorry. I, I mean, yeah. We also no, don't really great. know what we're doing here. Like, we're learning. You're doing great. Go. You're doing amazing. This is great. This is like, honestly, this is way more than what I. I mean, as a singer, you just show up and then you say like, hey, this is wrong. This is wrong, and then someone else fixes it. You know what um, I mean? So you know way more than I do. Tru- I, truly. I don't know if I fixed it, but here we are. Okay, <laughs> incredible. That is so cool. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, so so that's what I did before. And then I just, you know, made the intuitive leap into beverage, <laughs> of course. Um, so yeah, so basically, like, the reason why Better Boots is that um, when we were touring, I was touring, I had not met my husband and my co who is also my co-founder. Um, and sort of at the end of this, like, four-year run with Rihanna... It was a lot of fun and amazing experience, and um, I'm so grateful for it. But it was also really, really intense, very rigorous. Probably during that time, during four years, I was probably home for maybe like 60 days non-consecutively. Like it was mm. that intense. We were always, yeah. always, always going. How old are you at this point? If you don't I me. was 20 to 25. Wow. That must have been like really impressive wow. when you were like that young. And yeah, it was wild. Oh, it was yeah. wild. <laughs> wow. It was great though. It was, it was such a great experience. It was like the best time to do that. Yeah, because yeah, you think. didn't have a family. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like and like yeah, no 
no no ties really i mean my family lives in mm. california so we were back and forth but so rihanna was making great stuff she certainly was she, she was popping was. off at that time she too. really was <laughs> i got to like ride that wave from basically her being sort of like not unknown but like before i i came on board with her right as umbrella was getting released oh my, oh my god yeah so, so it was like it was like, like we're like back in mtv it was like, like umbrella through basically um um talk that talk oh that record gosh. okay yeah I think Great it's called stuff. Talk That Talk, yeah, yeah. or maybe it's Unapologetic. I don't remember. Oh, Unapologetic. I know what you're yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So That one's so good, too. Yeah, so um, that was crazy. And as you can imagine, really, like, crazy schedule. You're mm. traveling all over the world. You never know what time zone you're in. It's very difficult to maintain relationships. There's, like, absolutely no semblance of a routine. Um, and so at the end of that, you know, inconsistencies in, like, the food that you have access to even, mm. you know, even at that level. And so um, I was pretty burnt out, I would say, at the end of four years um, of doing that straight. And um, I would say that, like, my mental and emotional health and physical health was just, like, I was all over the place. And so I was like, hmm, I don't know if this is really, you know, long-term for me, like, something that Mm. I want long-term. And it's sort of that expectation versus reality moment where, like, this thing that I like success in the music industry was like something that I had dreamed about for my entire right. life. And then to actually do that and see what like the highest yeah. level of success at that in that, you know, avenue sort of actually looks like and what it takes to mm. maintain that. Oh, um, I was like, Oh, I, I don't think I want this actually, <laughs> you know? And so, um, and so I figured that, you know, I wanted to make a change while I was still young enough to pr- like build something else and so I decided to to leave the road and move back to LA and four months after I moved back to LA I met my husband Trey and um he was he's also a musician he was in Nashville for a couple years and then had moved to LA like shortly before we met and um and then we started Better Boots six months into knowing each other like total psychopaths (laughs) Okay, how did that even happen? You just took us on a world tour. I love this. Okay, so you you go from, first of all, I think, like, was that really hard switching that because that was so part of your identity? Was that like an emotional? Oh, yeah. Because I think the timing is also really interesting that you get back to LA and then you also meet your person too. Mm -hmm. So you're like, maybe this really is all meant to be like, I'm like, what was that process like? To really yeah. listen to I that mean, voice. I would say that it took me a while to make that decision. And mm. um, and after I moved back, I was like, I know this is the right thing for me. But I was doubting it, of course, because yeah. I was like, and I, I was also just grappling with the reality of like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. You know, this is like, you know, there's no mm. one, there's no one giving me a call sheet and saying, this is where you need to be today. And right. like, you know, this is the flight you need to be on in three hours. Like there was, there was nobody dictating what I needed to be doing, um, <laughs> which is how normal people always live. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but after doing that for so long, it was just like something that I was super used to. And I was yeah. like, wait a minute. So it took me a minute to sort of like find my bearings again. Um, I went to therapy for the first time, and that was, like, the most life-changing, best thing I've ever done for myself. And um, I figured a lot of stuff out. 
Mm. And I'm still figuring a lot of stuff right. out, I would say. But um, but it was really the right thing to do for that juncture in my life. And, um, and so I was able to, like, sort of, um, you know, I think, like, a big part of it was, like, hey, this, this, this idea of, like, holding myself to a promise or, like, a goal that I set for myself when I was, like, 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, a, what 10-year-old so really knows what, like, nobody, right? But that because I'd been talking about it for so long and it was this thing that was, like, ingrained yeah. in me and it was, like, this is my identity. Right. It was, it was, um, it was a really tough one to get over. But, um... Yeah, and I'd say, like, it sometimes even still comes up. And I mean, music is not – it's still a part of my life. Like, it's always going to be a part totally. of my life. That's the nice thing about music. Yeah. You can – it's kind of like a soul thing. You can totally. do it whenever. Yeah. Maybe not in the way that you had but expected yeah. to do it, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and actually, like, I can enjoy it more because I don't have to, like – You're not doing it for someone I'm else. Not, there's no pressure on it. And, yeah. yeah, it's just something yeah. that I love. And, of course, I'm still, like, connected into the music community. And I have a lot of friends that are in music. And so I'm still very mm. – we go to a lot of shows. We, we hop on stage sometimes. Like, it's – it's just wow. a little more, there's a, like a little more ease and flow yeah. around it now, yeah. which is really nice. Well, it sounds like you find, you bring the joy back into yes. it once yeah. you separate yourself from like yes. the grueling nature yes. of it. Mm. Yeah, and exactly. So you get to LA, you're really going through it, you're working on yourself, you meet your husband, how do you meet him, and like how do you start better food <laughs> so fast? Okay, so we met. And um, we met at a mutual friend's birthday party. It was uh, a the Monday after Coachella. So I was Music. completely wiped. I was so tired. I did not want to go to this party. And my friend was like, you have to come. Three of my ex-boyfriends are going to be there. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Um, and so we both walked, Trey and I both walked in at the same time. And she knew, my friend knew both of us and was like, oh my gosh, Ashley, Trey, you have to know each other. You guys are both this and this and this and so we ended up just chatting the whole night and sort of were inseparable since that moment and it's so funny because we had this because he's a musician I was a musician I was like I don't want to date another musician I know how these people are I just I just toured with a bunch of musicians okay I was like never am I dating a male musician (laughs) and um no no offense to male musicians we love you and I married one but you know (laughs) God, they've got a bad rep, and it's not for no reason. So, anyway, um, I was that phrase you don't want to shit where you sleep. Yeah, 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 exactly, (laughs) exactly. And so, um, so Trey and I were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna try this out, but we're not gonna we're never gonna make make music together. We're like, just like you know, that's your thing. I'll do my thing. Like, but we're never gonna do it together. Um, and so instead we just started a business together (laughs) and the way we got to why kombucha is that, um, is that, uh, so Trey, when I met him, Trey's sister was diagnosed with, um, breast cancer. She was 24 Mm. at the time. She's 24. And, um, so sort of like wellness and like this pursuit of balance and health was sort of like on the forefront Mm. of both of our minds at that time you know me having just left tour trey with his sister and so we were like you know really getting into like nutrition and um and just like pursuing health and whatever that like sort of meant on every level so like getting into meditation you know going to therapy um you know eating in such a way where we felt like you know vitality and like and like strong and you know 
um, healthy. And so that's how we discovered kombucha. And kombucha was, especially at the time, like very big in the cancer community because of its potentially anti-cancerous properties. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a yeast in kombucha that actually has been shown via this Cornell study that's out in the world. Everyone can can look it up. um, That uh, basically like can help dead cells restart. So dead cells are just cells that are no longer producing their own proteins. Wow. And so that's why it got super popular in the cancer community. And so we started brewing it at home. And me being a singer and being very into tea and my little herbal remedies, we started playing around with different tea combinations because there's sort of this, the basic like kombucha recipe is like a basic black tea, um, sugar, water, scoby, which is the culture, the symbiotic culture. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and so... Um, so we started playing around with this different tea and we were like, dang, this is way better than anything that we can find in stores. And Mm -hmm. we thought it's making us feel so good. We're sending it to, to Trey's sister. It's making her feel good. And, um, you know, we got our whole families drinking it and we're like, man, I bet a lot more people would, would drink this and be able to benefit from it if they knew how good it could actually taste. And so that's how we started. And we were so naive. We, we had no idea what we were doing. Um, we thought that you could just like, we were like, yeah, I, where do we sell it? I don't know, farmer's markets? Okay. We thought that we could just show up at a farmer's right. market and be like, we have something to sell. Where should we set up? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that's not how it works. Um, don't you need like permits for oh, farmer's yeah. markets and oh, all these and things? And it has to be made in a commercial kitchen. Like everyone should rest assured that the food <laughs> system the food industry in the u.s is actually very well regulated <laughs> like you cannot get Makes a product me feel better <laughs> honestly you can't get a product like to a farm you can't even sell at a farmer's market unless it's made at a commercial kitchen and has like passed all these sort of regulate oh interesting i really checks. didn't know that yeah neither did we <laughs> all right everyone add time if you're still listening which you better be because this episode is so incredible. I have a discount code for you. So everybody, you can enjoy 20% off your first order of Better Booch through the end of this year with code BB20 in all caps. Go to www.betterbooch. That's (laughs) B-O-O-C-H. I didn't even spell the website. <laughs> www.betterbooch.com. B-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-O-C-H two O's dot com with code BB20 at checkout. Explore incredible flavors. Really, it's kombucha for the good life and anyone with a gut deserves to try this because the benefits are insane. I hope you're enjoying this episode and get yourself some booch because this stuff really is better. So we we were like, okay, there's a few more steps we need to go through here. Do we really want to start this? And we were both kind of like, yeah, I mean, the other part of it is like the other sort of driving factor is that um, if you're a musician and you live in L.A., um, there are a few ways to make money if you're not like, um, you know, a huge artist yourself. And that is, and even the huge artists themselves aren't really making mm. that much money nowadays. Right. Um, but I digress. So the reason, so basically, if you're a musician living in LA, you have you can either take a tour 
and you can make a certain level of income or you can write songs for commercials jingles whatever things like that you can or you can like write your songs get them licensed to to like movies and tv but none of that is excuse me <laughs> oh my god it's that booch maybe that out <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's good um, for the brand yeah <laughs> sure you know gut health baby um <laughs> so um now I lost my train of thought. Uh, if you're a musician. Oh, yeah. So basically you can either, you know, you can either um, write songs for film and TV, write songs for commercials, jingles, or you can mm-hmm. um, you can take a tour. And um, we didn't really, like, want to be in the business of writing songs for commercials. And s- songs for film and TV is cool, but um, it's not a guaranteed thing. It's sort of like you get you get one you get a big payday and then maybe you don't get one right. for a while and yeah. so it's not that that consistent you can't really plan on it and then the touring thing we both were, were sort of agreeing that we didn't want to tour and so we were like just looking for something really that would that we could get behind you know um that mm-hmm. we could believe in that would also enable us to stay in town and not have to take a tour and so that's why we started Better Booch really is is because Stay of that. Together. Yeah, exactly. Aww. Sort of like truly a labor of love for yeah. love, a labor of love for love. And so um so yeah, we started at farmers markets. We got our we got our shit together. We we um, <laughs> you know, uh, got a business license, got a commercial kitchen. We were renting by the hour. Um oh and the the cheapest hours were the middle of the night hours, so we would like show up at 11 p.m. like that. brew our kombucha. And then we would like bottle the the previous batch, load everything into the car, and go do a farmers market at like six a.m. the next oh my day. God. So like, it was needs insane. to be made into a movie. I'm seeing really <laughs> cute rom com visuals in my head right now. Oh yeah, that I mean, makes sense. Yeah, so absurd. Like it's giving our, Nancy Myers. We had <laughs> seriously, we had our first picture of like the first night that we spent in our commercial kitchen is like Valentine's Day night. This is our idea for no. romance. Yes. Ridiculous. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. I mean, this is... I love hearing these stories because it really does show, like, the grit and the scrappiness of how mm-hmm. all beautiful things start. Like, it's amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't feel... You just are, like, excited by it and you're sort of, like, writing that energy. And we were excited by the the business idea. We were excited about, like, our new relationship. And it didn't really feel like so much resistance because yeah. of that you know we were getting energy from those other things and the, the root of starting it too was like dedicated in helping his sister which mm-hmm. is so beautiful because like what greater mission than yeah to mm-hmm. heal and mm-hmm. to know that it has these healing properties also to heal like outside of the box of like um like doctor hospital medicine mm-hmm. and just like I think that's like something that's really interesting always is like how can you with lifestyle changes with um, with new nutritious changes that's the wrong word but um, my German brain is not not getting the right ones um, but how can you address something and try to get better not necessarily taking a pill or like mm-hmm. going through treatment or surgery or whatever mm-hmm. I mean like that all isn't always the only answer and not doesn't always help everything but it's like 
I think there's a lot more that you can yeah. do that often doesn't get done. Absolutely. And there's a lot you can do in conjunction with those yeah. more traditional right. treatments too. like um, Integrative. Yeah, like. exactly. And so that's what we were really pursuing is like not like – you know, listen, everybody, like kombucha is not going to cure everything that ails you. <laughs> yeah. Although some people would claim that. Um, but it does, it does really help you along the way. And it's about, it's about consistency in like routine. It's about, it's about creating healthful routines yeah. that mm-hmm. help your body get into flow. 100%. And that's all it is. And so kombucha is like a really powerful aid to that. Can you walk us through all the aids of what kombucha does? Because I'm a big kombucha fan and even a bigger better booch fan so it's helpful to know that something that tastes this good is actually good for you absolutely so yeah I because I get so confused by probiotic pre mm-hmm. okay so what is it doing for us <laughs> all right so um so kombucha is first of first and foremost kombucha is fermented so it's a fermented food mm-hmm. it is alive and raw or at least ours is alive and raw it's unpasteurized that's so why it gets cold when you get it that's like why it's cold scented. and that's exactly. why we have to keep it in the fridge exactly right? okay. yes yes so because it is alive and raw and so there's live enzymes there's live probiotic cultures there's all kinds of good stuff still happening and actually if you leave it out of the fridge like if you were to just like leave this can on the counter it would continue to ferment and that's why like cans get big sometimes oh that's so interesting because it yeah. expands too yeah exactly yeah. so so cool so fermented foods are incredible for our gut health and more and more and more and more we're learning and science is telling us that um the gut that that 90 percent of um like the most common um ailments today and disease um happen in the gut originate in yeah. the gut and wow. because the gut is like the heart and soul of the immune system and um, that's why we, we always talk about, like, diverse microbiome. That's all about, like, like healthy gut flora. That's all about gut health. And, and like, that's basically the mm. engine that runs your immune system. Yeah. So, um, so it's really important for that to be functioning well. Um, because if you think about it, like, when we eat, all of our food goes, like, everything that we consume mm-hmm. goes through the gut. And that's, totally. where, that's how our body extracts nutrients from the foods that we eat and and identifies what to what to use and what to not use and so it's really important um so kombucha because it has um because it's a fermented food it's got this it's got its own like microbiome happening and it's got its own super diverse um colony of bacteria probiotics and um so that just a you know just aids to the the gut microbiome diversity inside your body. Um, it's also that's the thing that I feel like everybody knows about kombucha is that right. it has probiotics, right? Because yeah. um, it's on the label, so yeah, I, uh, exactly. Probiotic. Good probiotics, for you. <laughs> and like everybody Trigger understands word, like, that. Do, do, do. Yeah. So the other thing that com- kombucha is amazing for is that it's um, alkalizing, and it has it also has um, different beneficial acids, so acetic and glucuric acids, mm-hmm. among others that. Um, help to detoxify the liver and so your liver is um sort of like the um your liver and your lymphatic system like sort of work together and that's what basically cleanses your cells and and cleans your um cleans your body so your liver works really hard everyone knows if you if you drink and if you whatever like alcohol sugar like all of that process is through your liver and so your liver works really hard so if we can cleanse and detoxify the liver we're doing really a good thing for ourselves, and that can that can function that can allow the the liver to function better 
um, which just helps the overall system. So there's that mm. that's going on too. The other thing is, like I mentioned before, that the yeast in kombucha, um, so the yeast has uh, B12, which gives us a nice clean boost of energy without like the crash. It's different type of energy than mm. caffeine. Um, and it also ha- and it's active. So it's it's constantly yeast is consuming sugar. So right. it's just constantly um, consuming sugar and turning it into the beneficial right. acids and probiotics. So so a lot if, of good stuff going on. So if we so, um, good to know. so if we left the kombucha standing longer, mm-hmm. the yeast would eat more and more of the sugar, mm-hmm. and therefore would it get less sweet over time? Yes, or? it would turn into vinegar, basically. Wow. Yeah. It would turn into apple cider vinegar, basically. It's so interesting. I used to make, like, ginger beer and also, like, fermented ginger. And I I was always, like, I would watch it and I'd be like, this is so crazy. Because also I've heard that um, the yeast really depends on the place you're in. So Mm -hmm. having, like, a starter from France will have completely Mm. different flavor profile or yeast um, than... Uh, starter from from Los Angeles or anywhere. Yes, because the fer- so yes to an extent. So mm. um, the kombucha culture fermentation is actually so like with beer, it's closed top. So you're if you're right. brewing beer, you the beer culture does not like any oxygen. Okay. Kombucha needs oxygen in order to do its thing. So you have to have an open top ferment. So when you have an open top ferment, you're like basically. Um, you now have the variable of like whatever's mm-hmm. in the air at the moment or, or if there's some other fermentation thing going on nearby. I mean, there's there's organ- there's like microorganisms everywhere around us, right? There's, yeah. there's, if you were to, I mean, you could ferment, I don't know if you've ever made sauerkraut. Yes. The way that you make sauerkraut <laughs> is not, you don't add anything to it. You yeah, just, it just put does. it in water. Or actually, you don't even put it in water. You just you just pack it down. It releases salt, its own usually. water, and you put salt, yeah. which is a natural probiotic, right? Is it is it a probiotic so, or is it a so there's sauerkraut actually because so of there's, the fermentation? And there's actually natural probiotics living on the sauerkraut itself, like on the on the kraut, on the leaves of the cabbage. There's naturally occurring probiotics that live on. It's on all so fruits crazy. and vegetables. So, anyways, that's why fruits and vegetables. Gotta eat them. Booch queen over here. Uh, I mean, do it long enough. There you go. But it's also like truly such a fascinating thing to do at home. And it's not even that hard. And Mm -hmm. I think it's actually also such a fun project to do for kids. Yes. Because you learn so much. I always wonder why it's not done more in school. Because Mm -hmm. it's such an interesting process. And you can really see how things work and how things change. And the live and then what happens once you bottle and it becomes carbonated. It's so cool. Mm Mm-hmm. Even for me as an adult, all through um, all through um, the pandemic, I made kombuchas and yes. um, all kinds of things. Oh, they I'm didn't obsessed. taste very good, but <laughs> amazing. <laughs> That's great. Oh, I love Start that. somewhere like they did. I mean, what is the what is the fermentation process like from how you guys started versus how you do it now? Like, mm-hmm. what is the length? Right. What, how do you come up with the flavors? Like, mm-hmm. that's so fascinating to me. Yeah. So. Um, you know, I was just talking about this the other day, but um, as we've grown as a company, um, I think that our product has gotten better and better and better because whereas I think like typically you might associate like a company getting bigger with like the product sort of totally. like not getting a, mm. you know, getting like maybe yeah. less good. Um, but because we've 
as we've grown, we've been able to like afford better equipment and, mm-hmm. um, and we've been able to afford, um, you know, more professional equipment that sort of like eliminates the the variables and allows us to achieve like much better consistency yeah. from batch to batch because really it's science it's science yeah. it's a science experiment every time you brew a batch <laughs> it's a science experiment and so um and so yeah just the idea with science is that you want to eliminate as many variables as right. possible so that you can get the same result each time mm-hmm. and so um so yeah currently we brew in wine tanks so if oh. you've ever been to a winery and yeah. seen how they make wine, ours are currently we're using um, 1,500 gallon tanks. Um, wow. They're they're beautiful. They're stainless steel, <laughs> um, and we've designed this special open top because traditionally wine tanks have a closed top because yeah. wine is a closed top fermentation. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we've designed a special lid that goes on it that allows oxygen to pass through, and um, we taste it they they have like a tap on the side of the tank that we can taste at different um you know at different ages in the brewing process and make sure that we're testing for organism density and the health of the culture and we're tasting for acidity levels and sugar levels and all of that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um and so our fermentation time i'd say like from start to finish it's about two weeks okay um and it's not very not long. long. No, yeah. it's not super long. What we've what we've been able to achieve actually, it was a lot longer when we first started. Um, and what we the reason it's it's down, we've gotten it down to two weeks, is because we have actually isolated each strain in our kombucha. So we got like really sciencey about it, and we we were we were like, what is this culture? Like, what's in this culture? And so we yeah. we sent it to a lab. We had because we have the same exact culture now that we did when we started oh, oh my gosh you keep... because it's a continuous brew yes. so you just keep going keep going keep going so our culture is the same as it was is when it, we started is it ago. like with uh, with like sourdough starter that it yep. also like gets more complex as it like yes. ages yes oh, that's so cool yeah yeah wow. wow so like no one can unless you make kombucha with a better because you can use this can of kombucha as your starter folks at home if you ever wanted to like try yeah, it you can active. use you can use because ours is live and raw and unpasteurized you can use a can of better booch as your starter culture you don't even need a scoby um as your starter tea and it will grow and you just leave it out and you leave it out and that's the best way to probably get like a flavor profile and an acidic profile that is close to what we have because it's our culture do you have to feed it with better booch as well or like how does that if well, you made yours at home if so you made yours at home i'm not actually sure because i haven't to, to be honest. That should be our next experience. I know. I'm like, I should try that, actually. <laughs> Just, like, compare my, my like, you know. I, I mean, we do plenty of benchtop tests in our R&D department. But, um, yeah, why not have a little counter, a counterculture, if you will. Um, so, yeah. That's the episode title. <laughs> <laughs> counterculture. <laughs> yeah, so, um, so, yeah, we've isolated all the strains. We know exactly what's in the kombucha. Um, and we are able to propagate our culture in a, in its own tank. So we basically like keep, we have this, this tank that's in our, um, brewery that, um, is like a really, really healthful version of like what's in the can. So it's like, Mm -hmm. I mean, of course what's in the can is the same thing, but that had, but it's like a really intense, like sort of version of it more, 
it's not that it's more concentrated. It's that the organism density is like super intense. So it's ah. not like concentrated when, as you think of like concentrate from like a juice where you're sucking th- something out of it and you're left with like, yeah. it's just that this particular like liquid is extremely dense with like the culture of yeast and bacteria. So we pull from that right. to start the brew. So it's already sort of like on its way once right. we start the fermentation. So that's why why we've able to we've been able to get it down to two that's, weeks. And there's uh, are there multiple so cool. different tanks for each flavor? Like it's, how does Yes. So great question because I love talking about this. Yes. So um so like typically with kombucha, as I sort of mentioned before, like if you look up the recipe on the internet, it's basic black tea, sugar, water, scoby. Okay. Um we use different teas for every single flavor. So we actually when we're designing flavors, we think about the tea first. And then we sort of build around that because each tea also from has different levels of caffeine. Caffeine, uh, you know, caffeine is actually metabolized by the kombucha culture. So depending on how much caffeine the tea does or does not have, it will yield different flavor (sighs) profiles. Um, Wow. I know. We can go super deep, guys. So this oolong (laughs) must have a bunch of... um, caffeine in it the oolong does stronger. yeah the oolong has more caffeine or it like balances because of the yeah pole and, and so it's just it's just that the caffeine so cool. is like another variable that you're introducing to the culture that right. then like short sort of shifts or like incentivizes different parts of the culture to grow so like <sighs> so it's so crazy so so like so that's why the different teas yield different flavor profiles and different right. acid profiles because some have more acetic acid, some are more gluconic acid, some are more glucaric acid. Mm-hmm. And so when you have this, we're like super proud of the fact that we have a balanced acidic profile. So okay. rather than getting like straight up acetic acid, which is that vinegar taste that I you might associate, agree. that yeah. is just the thing. That's one of the acids that's produced by the kombucha culture. There's many others, but... Healthate is actually very vinegary now that you say that. So so that's just because there's there's a lot of one type of acid. And so um and you know, because I think like the the category leader has a lot of that type of acid in their brew, this is what people have come to associate right. as yes. like this is what kombucha tastes like. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Yeah. Um so so actually like what we're discovering is that brewing kombucha is a lot more similar to like brewing a craft beer where mm. there's so many different yeah. ferments that that can yield yeah. what what we could call beer mm. right but they have they taste wildly different from one another because you're incentivizing different different pro- profiles that's it's, all it is it's so interesting that we're talking about this because when my boyfriend first introduced me to better Booch, um he he was like it's unlike any, I don't really like kombuchas. It's like a very uh, straightforward guy. It's like, I don't really like them, but I really like theirs because it's it's not so sour. And I was like, it's oh, true. okay. The I balance guess. is and perfect. Then, yeah. Because it, I feel like sometimes with kombucha, what bothers me is that it feels really acidic in the stomach mm-hmm. as well. Like as yeah, soon as I drink it, ex- yeah, exactly. And I'm yeah. always like, I feel full. So everyone or always says this is good for me, but like, why is it doing this? It doesn't feel nice. I don't want to drink a whole bottle. Like, what's going on? And with this, I feel like it's less about it being like a kombucha and I'm drinking it. I'm like, this is good for me, but it kind of hurts. Mm-hmm. It's more like I'm just drinking a drink I really love, and good. it happens to be 
kombucha. Yeah, I don't really care it's like addictive. It oh, I yes. finished the. Also, I have to just shout out the size is mm-hmm. perfect. Oh, good. Yeah. If it was so smaller, I would be needing like three of these a day. Yes. Like, but the size leaves me just wanting more, but also happy that I have like a few extra sips. Is, uh-huh. is there like a like a good amount of kombucha to drink? Like that you like? Is it like? Is there a reason it's this size or? So, it's a sixteen ounce can. Yes. And I'm glad to hear you say that because honestly, we do get asked a lot. Like, um, have you thought about making a smaller size? And I mean, I love it. I can personally finish a whole can like no problem. Um. But there are people that that are are maybe wanting to like share. <laughs> like, I mean, if you don't want the whole thing, just share it with a friend. <laughs> we just yeah. recorded an ad. No. Mm. You look so just so good with the green and the thing. But yeah, so um, okay, keep because I'm so fascinated. So so each amount tea is per different. Day. Oh yeah, so or each no, go back to amount per day. Okay, Sorry, okay. I'm just so too excited day, about this. I mean, I would recommend like one to two per day. I mean, okay. I, I don't mm. I don't feel like you need more than one, but it's not going to hurt you to drink more than okay. one if you're like, oh, I'm really just kind of craving another one. I want another yeah. one. Like, that's going to be fine. You know, I probably wouldn't drink like five. Yeah. Because um, it is also, every single one has caffeine, correct? Because it's all black tea? Every one. Or is that Actually, one? the... the, the um. Oh, right. The ginger There's boost does not have tea. I forgot caffeine. about Oh, because it's mint tea. Oh, it has a little bit of caffeine. It's got a little black tea in it. But, um, but yeah, it, it's like I said, the, the caffeine is metabolized by the culture. Mm, right. So you don't really, I wouldn't say that like, like basically ours have like three to 10 gram, milligrams of caffeine, whereas oh. like a cup of coffee would have 90 milligrams. Okay. So, so you get it's like a little amounts. bit of. A little bit. But yeah. Another thing, another benefit that kombucha has that I forgot to mention earlier is um, L-theanine. So LT is very high in L-theanine, which is a um, an amino acid that helps um, you, it helps with mental clarity. So it gives you like, it gives oh. you um, a sort of like clear focused sort of frame of mind wow so sort of a boost but without is there anything the bad nothing is nothing. bad about kombucha <laughs> it's the best this is so cool so cool i also love seeing you talk about it because i'm seeing you light up and like the energy and it's just yeah. it's really special to share that with a fellow founder and like feel your excitement when you speak on your company and like what it's doing to people and the love that you put in yeah. is so evident and like the research that you guys have put in is so evident and it's really spe- it's like addicting yeah. like we're like just keep telling us more and I, more and more I love when someone's like really educated yeah. on and it feels it feels like you you know everything like <laughs> oh, the, thank the you. encyclopedia <laughs> to come <laughs> you are <laughs> I mean I do know a lot about this that's for that's for sure only because I've nerded out about it for about 10 years now I mean so. I would too once you like <laughs> unlock this book I'm like let's keep going so I do want to keep understanding. So there's different cases for the different teas. You yes. guys separate it by teas. Yes. So each flavor has its own tank. So-, so yeah. So each tank, each flavor is brewed individually rather than like brewing a massive batch of like mm-hmm. all one type of tea and then adding juices to like differentiate the flavors. Each flavor, like the flavoring mm. happens on the fermentation side of things, not okay. after. Yeah. 
I mean, wow. and there's so many flavors too. Yeah, so that's what I was I'm just imagining this space. I really want to go see this place. Must be. You nice guys should come down. I would, would love, love to, to give you a brewery tour. We that would be love so to. fun. Do you do brewery tours? Is I mean, for friends. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which we are now. Oh so. yeah. We yeah. told you this is what this podcast does. Once yeah. you're in, we're like in, yeah. baby. Yeah. Do you guys bottle at the factory or we the brewery? We do. We do. So we we um do everything in house. We brew, we blend the teas, we brew the tea, we brew the kombucha, we can it, we <sighs> chip it out. We do everything ourselves. This is like weird, so familiar for me because my family owns a brewery in Germany, like beer. Oh, cool. Um, so as a kid, I would go to the brewery and we would like look at beer. It's so strange, but it just <laughs> yeah, brings so back awesome. so many memories for me. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. I love all so of So you this. actually, you get it. Yeah, she yeah. really You're like gets really it. following me here. Yeah, okay, I, I think it. so. That's amazing. Well, you also actually explain it very, very clearly. Because well. oh, I you. do yeah. not have a science mind and I'm like, oh my God, suddenly <laughs> I understand the fermentation <laughs> because it is very scientific. I'm like, <laughs> you know how it's like in school, it's either history and English or science and math. Yes, like, yes. I'm history and English. <laughs> yes. Well, same, ironically. Although I really... Yeah, you're a musician. I really Which get is what it. I love. But I think it's like the, you're making the throwing music. yourself in it yeah. and I think mm-hmm. what totally. Ashley has done is like really like mm. you've like really immersed yourself I think if you'd immerse yourself in kombucha you'd come out just you'd as educated as I mean educated. I didn't know how to make a piece of clothing and here we are right <laughs> so, I know I, I, I have still questions really about that I mean oh, yeah. am I allowed to ask questions yes but I'm dumb and dumber <laughs> over here so no but um how do you guys come up with the flavors because yes. that's really interesting yeah it's so, so good. We have, um, it starts with like, oh, I think that would be good. Like it really just starts like with an idea of a bunch of people sitting around and being like, I think we should try and make a, you know, horchata kombucha, which we did make a horchata kombucha. Um, I think we should try and make a hibiscus, you know, something with hibiscus, you know. And so we, we sort of like um brainstorm about that like everyone just sort of brain dumps all their all their ideas and then Mm. everybody and then we sort of like come to consensus of like okay we want to pursue this profile this profile this pro you know this 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 and then we sort of like if we're working with hibiscus for instance we'll be like okay what do we think would be a good complement to hibiscus because one thing that you'll notice with better booch it's it's the the flavor is nice and bold and like refreshing but we like to elevate it a little bit with like flavors, like sort of sub flavors that complement the overall thing. Mm-hmm. So you get a little bit of complexity um, along with it, which is just sort of like more fun black, for us. Yeah, yeah. The black pepper and the and the Tulsi and like you know turmeric. and the turmeric. We could have just made a pear flavor, right. but instead we made a golden pear with like Tulsi and turmeric and um, and so you know I could have just made a ginger flavor but instead we did ginger lemongrass and mint and um, such a good combination it honestly is probably just like more self-indulgent than anything because we just like to play around with that kind of stuff Mm, but in my opinion I I do think you can taste the difference like you can taste the like care and the complexity that goes into it I always feel like when I drink these it's like an it's like an elevated version like it's it's not it's not so simple. And I think that too is like what comes with the with the not having so much acidity that mm-hmm. allows for the flavor profile to really shine yes. through more because I, I can really taste taste it all. And it's always surprising, I feel yeah. like. Every time, even the rose one, I'm usually not a rose fan. And when I had it, I was like, 
Wow. <laughs> that's not as intense that. as I thought it I know, would it's be. True. Oh, the subtle so nuances of the other flavors kick yeah. in. Because normally I would be like very anti-pear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I try it, I'm like, oh, yeah. this is like nice. Okay. Yeah, for sure. It allows the other the other flavors to shine through for sure. And so so it comes up with an idea. Then we like Then we decide on like sort of the route we want to pursue. And then it goes to an iterative brewing process mm. where we have – we actually have like – um, six five-gallon tabletop fermenters that are, like, these really right. pretty, like, black. Um, they, they look very sleek. Um, so, um, yeah, so they're five-gallon fermenters that we do all of our R&D in, so smaller scale. And we're able to basically control all the same variables as we are with the larger-scale mm-hmm. batches. And so, yeah, I'd say you know new flavors take like six to 12 months to develop typically wow that makes sense yeah yeah Yeah. and also it's probably based on the season or like if well i mean i guess it's more we're flavoring using tea and herbs and botanicals it doesn't really matter seasonality with like fresh fruit we don't we don't have those limitations that you would if you're using juice um but there are ingredients that are harder to source and we're like okay that there are ingredients like you know dried fruits and, and some of the more rare flavors that we mm-hmm. that we use like um that's definitely a consideration when we're thinking when we're dreaming up flavors it's like are we going to be able to source this year round okay right. um yeah and so but we we've gotten over the last 10 years we've made like really great relationships with um our suppliers and so yeah we we're pretty like solid with what we can get um and we source from all over the world so and cool. so yeah so and you yeah. have your core flavors and then you add other flavors in between yeah. so we have um we have nine core flavors, nine core flavors. and we have uh Three more, actually, that we're just releasing this summer. Um, Strawberry Lemonade, Guava Cooler, and Super Beauty, which is a Cascara-based flavor. I don't know if you know what Cascara is. It's a a coffee cherry. So it's like, if you imagine the coffee Mm. bean, it it grows in, in, like, imagine a coffee bean as, like, the pit of a fruit. Whoa. Like a peach pit or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's the stuff around the coffee bean that you then steep like tea. And it's really I've good. heard about this. Yeah, it's, nice. it's sort of like caramely. It's like it's really tasty. Ooh. Oh my actually. god! Yeah, I'm gonna get them all. It's good. I think I cut you off. You were gonna ask a question before I asked. I don't know anymore about <laughs> flavors. <laughs> um, about flavors. Well, if it comes, just interrupt me. Um, it's just so cool, and I guess to go back to all this because clearly, like you're what ten years in now, more mm-hmm. than ten years. Ten years in. Ten years in, which is a huge number. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you. How did you take it from that little kitchen moment where mm-hmm. you're booking it out, going to farmer's market to where it is today? Because I think that that process is very daunting. Mm-hmm. And I'm always saying with growth comes growing pains and like finance and obstacles and like, how do we scale this? Oh, yeah. You were both first time founders. Like, how did you figure it out so that you could have the brewery that you have today? Mm-hmm. Well, we relied a lot on uh, the Internet. We relied, like, honestly, I don't know what we would have done if it was, like, 20 years earlier or something, and we didn't have, like, literally the information of the entire world at right. our fingertips. Like, what what a plus. There's plenty of pluses that, like, our parents and stuff had over, like, us today, but 
that one is definitely a win yeah. for, for our generation. Um, so there was that. And then there was also like um, we were really fortunate to to meet along the way um, other founders. Like honestly, the farmer's market community is amazing Wow, because everyone mm-hmm. is trying to do the same thing. And so it was really great to, to build community there and to, to sort of like meet other founders and understand like what obstacles they were going mm. through and sort of like learn from them and learn from each other and right. share share resources. We actually, one of the like early on, something that was very integral to our growth was that we partnered up with a cold brew coffee company that we met at the farmer's market, a company called Secret Squirrel. And they... Um, actually used our same bottle. We were in glass bottles at the time, so they used our same bottle, and they were sort of similar in size to us, and we were able to share, like, um, employees. We were able to, to, like, order our bottles in bigger bulk because we were ordering for both companies. And sort of just, like, share the, like, find ways to work together that would just benefit both people. Um, We would, you know, they would meet a buyer, like a retail buyer, and they'd connect us with them. We would meet another buyer, and we'd connect us with them. Like, we helped each other, like, with mm-hmm. distribution contact, contacts and all of that stuff. And so, you know, I think I think a lot of times there's this idea that you have to, like, keep everything closed and, like, to, in order to compete and That's hold so all the information close here. to the breast. And that is, like, it's just not yeah. the way things actually happen. Yeah. Like. That's not the way things happen. Things happen totally. because people communicate and they work together and they share the resources. And that has been, over anything else, I'd say like the number one factor in the reason that we're still standing today. And mm-hmm. so um, couldn't recommend that highly enough. And like, don't worry about, don't, wor- don't be shy about talking totally. numbers with people. Don't be shy about being like, I don't know what that means. You know, you just have to like ask ask questions and um yeah so that was huge and then um so we were at the farmer's markets at one point we were doing like seven farmer's markets a week wow it was all like just from you two making the batches on your own did you have a supplier no no we've we've always made the batches ourselves since the very very beginning and still do to this day so um we like hired our friends and family to like we would have bottling parties and be like we'll buy you pizza if you come and help us like (laughs) and so that was what it was to start out and then as we were doing more farmers markets and we had more cash coming in we were able to hire hire one employee that could help us in the kitchen and so that we could be out of the farmers markets and then you know we we just like grew very organically and actually um the day that we did get lucky again, the day that we debuted at the Silver Lake Farmer's Market, that was our first one, um, we also had this article come out on this um, newsletter called Daily Candy. I don't know if you guys remember yes, that. But yes. it was it was like the Refinery29, <laughs> basically. I think it got bought by Refinery29. Anyways, um, so it was like this article that came out about Better Booch. And... Joshua Lassen, who is the buyer for this grocery store in LA called Lassen's, oh yeah, um, saw the article and emailed me. And at this point, we had just launched the company, and he was like, "Hey, I want, I would love some samples of your product. Like, I'd love to carry it in our stores. We have thirteen stores. They had thirteen at the time. I think now maybe they have eighteen or twenty. And um, yeah, so he was our first retailer 
And so, wow. and so, of course, we were like, oh, my God, they have 13 stores. We've made it, you know? And you're probably also like, how do we case. make this yeah. money to and we sustain? were like, how do we make this much? Who's going to deliver it? It turns out it was Trey in our, we bought, we bought a minivan. And um, so we did everything backwards. We started, a, we met, we started a business together and we bought a minivan all before we were even engaged. <laughs> Recipe for success, honestly, because you, you dealt go. with all the hardest things yeah. at first. Yeah, it had seriously. to work at that point. I know. Oh my <laughs> gosh. And then once you got picked up at Lassen's, it was just like, well, you were we got in. picked up at Lassen's and we were like, oh my gosh. It just like the idea dawned on us that we could sell um, like so many cases at yeah. one time. Mm. Whereas oh. like at the farmer's market, we're selling mm. like one bottle at a time. Right. And so we're like, oh, you mean you want to just order like. 40 cases of this stuff okay cool so then we then we started going around like literally walking with a cooler around our neighborhood and being like hey natural food grocery store like hey hey um juice shop you should totally carry our kombucha and so so we we were our own sales reps for a very long time and then that's how we sort of got got into more doors and then so at one point we were doing seven farmers markets a week and Trey was delivering. We were bottling all of our kombucha like at our own facility. We we were in the rented kitchen for about six months, and then we moved into um, our own and built out our own space um, and partnered up with that cold brew coffee company. So right. we both were in that same space because um, that was the only way we could afford it. But it, it worked out. And um, and then Trey was delivering kombucha out of our minivan, like a hundred cases. <laughs> in one day for like two days a week and so at that point I think we probably had like 40 stores that were carrying it and we got through through a like sort of mentor of ours we got connected to this company called LA Distributing which is us it's a it's a distributor in LA that does they're like a boutique distributor so um, they do all the they call them up and down the street stores so like the smaller Mm. juice shops and that kind of thing they go to grocery stores too but they're like mainly like specialty stores and we were able to strike a deal with them because we already had 40 doors that were buying our kombucha so we just handed over that distribution route basically to them and that really freed us up because now that time spent driving Mm. around could be spent selling into more doors and so that's sort of how it organically grew for a couple of years and then we finally um raised money in early 2019 oh wow so not long ago yeah so we finally raised our first round of fundraising we did like a small friend i mean technically we did a small friends and family round in 2018 okay and um that was just to like help us move into this bigger facility and then um and then we got approached to make to do some co-packing which is when you when you manufacture a product for somebody else Okay. So we got approached by a grocery chain that I can't name that makes a lot of its own like private label stuff. Oh, interesting. And they wanted us to do a kombucha for them. And they wanted it um they wanted it in a can. And so that's why we bought our first canner. And we started canning kombucha. And so we started making this kombucha for this grocery store. And that's when we were like, okay, we need to raise money because we need to buy this canner. We need to like sort of scale everything up. Um, And yeah. Wow. So that was the first time we raised money. And then we've raised money a couple times since then. And um, 
now it's more for like just to really just drive growth. So salespeople, marketing, that kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, your branding is so... So I would love Thank to have you. seen the first iteration yeah. of Better Booch. Oh my gosh, I'll send you some now. pictures. Please, oh it's like, funny. It's really, it's funny. I it's love great. that part about it. All right, one more ad, and today we are going to be <laughs> we are going to be plugging all the babies uh, because you know it's the brand built from this podcast. Um, we are still live with our biggest site-wide sale ever enjoy 40 percent off all products plus we just uploaded all of our sample sale items so you can shop up to 75 percent off with old archives slightly damaged pieces things that we don't want to go to waste get your hands on all the cozies today with co- with <laughs> oh my gosh i'm really bad at ads today go to www.allthebabies.co that's a-l-l-t-h-e-b-a-b-i-e-s co and use the discount code SUMMER in all caps to save 40% off full-priced items or get your discounts automatically at checkout for the sample sale items. We cannot wait for you to try these products. Stay cozy. And then when you when you raised, was it you and your husband just going and trying to find the right investor or were people coming to you? Like, how did that process look like? Because for me, that's such a daunting process. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, going into three years in and we need money yeah. like that's just how it goes and yeah. so the process of having to like sell myself sell the business it's such a daunting process and to be like let me take you on this journey of my big dream and like what we're gonna do and mm-hmm. da, 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 da. so oh, I always yeah. feel like it's so easy for some people because they're like well I just got you know we had this amazing founder on Canyon Coffee Mm-hmm. she has a great story and she was like yeah we just raised but the investor just reached out to us through our like customer service email and then that was that and I was like if only oh my god <laughs> so, that's a unicorn right yeah. there I mean that is that is not typical so um yeah I I mean the fundraising process is very daunting it's very rigorous like for for everyone that you hear of like one thing that I will say everybody that you hear of in your industry or like adjacent industries or whatever that where you hear the press announcement where you're like, Oh, they've raised $30 million. They raised $10 million, whatever for every single one of those. I mean, first of all, you just don't know how long it took them to have all those conversations. Totally. And the ones that are like, sure. There are like those companies that everyone wants to jump on board with. Um, and like, you know, and, and fundraising is easy for them, but I'd say that's like, a fraction of a percent of like one percent of of the pool right and the reality is that it's really freaking hard like it's hard it you have to talk to so many people you so when the for initially when we fund when we raised funds um we were you know at the time and still today I'm, i'm like a part of some some like Slack groups and female right. founder groups and stuff right. like that, you know. So, so I reached out and I and you have to just like put it out there and you have totally. to say, "Hey, I'm looking for funds. Like, does anybody know anybody that I can talk to?" And <laughs> mm. we just like sort of asked our community and and um that store that started the ball rolling. So we got you know an introduction here or like an introduction there, and then that person would introduce us to like three more VCs right. or like had or mm. there was like an you know there's a lot of angel groups living in LA. In LA and New York, especially, there's a ton of angel groups. So I would, mm-hmm. I would like encourage you. I don't know what stage you're at, but we can talk also afterwards about this more. But, um, but uh, 
angel groups are great because it's a large group of investors and they'll they'll write smaller checks but you could raise like your whole round from angels and angels are nice because they don't do as much diligence as like the vcs do which is can be really a lot a lot a lot a lot of work Especially, Especially when that's not your side of the brain. When oh, like, yeah. And this, you mean I have to report you all these numbers? That's yeah, yeah. Not what what I do you mean? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and especially when they put you through diligence and then they decide not to go. Yeah. You know, not I've to heard invest. That. And that's, that happens, you know. That's happened to us for sure. Um, but we've been so lucky that we found, honestly, the most amazing uh, pool of investors. Like, everyone on our cap Aww. table is really wonderful. And... We're sort of like really protective of that balance now too. So if someone's kind of got weird energy, we're like, uh, totally. It's, you I don't have really to protect so. that energy. Yeah, I think we're good, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. Even when sometimes like you know that's the, not number the easiest good, way yeah. to go, but yeah, I think. But that will always protect the soul of the business. Yes. And like yes. And to hear you and see your passion and to see like how it's grown, like you can tell that. You have an incredible team of designers backing you. Like, like I'm sure the brewery is absolutely incredible. And if I wasn't leaving town on Friday, I would literally be like knocking on your door, being like, "Can I please come right now?" Yola, you yeah. should you should get there. Um, <laughs> I'll be gone all summer. But uh, uh, it's just really cool to see, especially for me. It's really inspiring to be sitting across from you and and hear that full mm. growth story. I mean, yeah. it's like. It's incredible. Well, we we took. I feel like we took every single stair step along yeah. the way. Yeah, like we did not skip any. And looking back, sometimes I'm like, now I like advise for some companies sometimes because I'm just like, oh my god, I could, I could, I could save you so much time. Like, you know. <laughs> and there were certainly those people yeah. for us back then, even that that totally. were like, like when we met the guy that was like, you guys, what are you doing driving this these like cases around in your minivan? You need to hook up with a distributor and we were like oh oh oh, yeah okay please introduce it to that person you know um so those kinds of things are just like invaluable you know I love that and I want to also like kind of switch gears but also it is connected to better booch Mm -hmm. but obviously like you said you and your husband did everything backwards Mm -hmm. so from the timeline of meeting starting the business what was the getting married, starting a family timeline, mm-hmm. and what does that now look like? Because having two founder parents, you have mm-hmm. two kids now, I think, right, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. How do you balance it all when both of you are involved Yeah, in creating a foundation for your family? Yeah. Um, with a lot of help <laughs> is the short answer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we met, we started our business six months in. We got married, I think, like, I think we got married after like three and a half years of dating and know each other. And then we started kids. We started kids. We started kids. We started thinking about kids. <laughs> we started trying for kids like three years after that. So, um, so yeah, I have a four year old and a one year old. His, his birthday's next week, actually. Oh, I can't no. believe it. Um, my little baby, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's the yeah. best and the most stressful and the hardest thing ever um but it's also like so awesome I'm so obsessed with our two boys we have two boys and they're the cutest and the funniest and like I'm completely obsessed with them yeah and And so I love it but we we um we both work more than full-time you know my husband actually also has a podcast that he does outside of like wow basically he's like 
you know, doing his podcast until like 10 o'clock at night sometimes. Um, but he loves it. So he does it. And, um, and yeah, we have my four year old goes to preschool. My, we do have a Mm -hmm. nanny who's like basically part of our family. Um, and that's how we do it. And when you had the kids, were you able, were you guys able to take like time off that I feel like oh not my gosh. really when when Reese my oldest was born we were launching this co-packed product that I mentioned and everything that could possibly go wrong went wrong <laughs> because in there it was the first time we were it was the first time we were scaling up to that level we'd never made as much kombucha at one time ever and so it was just utter hilarity. Now I can look back and be like, oh, my God, what were we doing? Um, but, yeah, it was, like, horrific to go through that because I was, like, home with the baby, like, oh recovering gosh. from the birth and everything. And um, he was in the brewery until, like, 3, 4 in the morning, like, loading pallets, like, waiting for it to be done and then loading pallets onto trucks. It was, oh like, God. utter Sounds chaos. Sounds like us with Nordstrom, literally. Yeah, it was just insane insanity. And um, the only thing, like, honestly, the only thing that gets me us through those times is to, like, talk to other people and be like, yeah, that's just how it is. Yeah. You know, yeah, that's just what it is. It's totally chaos. It's and, chaos. And the only, and it's like, there is that moment when you're like, okay, well, the only person who can ensure that this happens and it needs to happen is me. So yeah, I'm, crazy. so like, my husband, Trey, is the one... He's like, okay, you got the baby. I was like, yeah, I got the baby. I'll figure this out. And he's like, all right, I've got to, I got, I have to be there. And so that's what it was. And that was really crazy because we didn't have any childcare at that time. And we, we had a really small place in Echo Park and we, we couldn't even like, we didn't have the space for like my mom to stay there or anything. So it was just like, we were on our own. That was a really gnarly mm-hmm. time. Um, so second time around, we were like, okay, we kind of know what we're getting ourselves into. We're not launching a huge private label project. Um, and we're going to make sure we line up the help that we need. So, And was... do you still do that private label? No, we okay. do not. No, we actually don't do any co-backing anymore. It's mm. just like not the right thing for our business right now. Makes it, sense, honestly. Honestly, our, our Better Booch has the entire time actually surprisingly outsold, or maybe unsurprisingly, I should be more confident, um, has has outsold the private label, like, and grown way past it. Every time that we've taken on a private label product, and we've done, we've done, well, we've done two, like, major ones so far, it's honestly been, like, more headache than it's worth. Yeah. We think it's a great opportunity, and we're like, okay, you know, it could enable, yeah. what it did do for us was give us the cash flow that we needed to grow right. our own brand. So for that reason, you know, I don't regret doing it, but right now we're just, like, all systems go on better booch yeah Which i mean you feel but i also think it makes sense because when you like i mean it's crazy I, when i was getting these at whole foods i was standing in front of the whole the whole fridge full of uh, kombuchas and they were yeah. all so colorful yeah, yeah. there were so, there was so much information everywhere so it's like I can understand how, like, something that's maybe private label, maybe it doesn't have so much, like, marketing backing yeah. behind it. Mm-hmm. Or, like, even, like, design behind it. Yeah. It just doesn't... Because you think of kombucha, you think of, like, bright and flavor. And, like, when yeah. there's so many bright pinks and yes. greens. And it's, like, I will always gravitate towards that, even if it's, like, a buck more. Totally. totally. And I think people sort of, like, expect 
a, a certain level of um, like knowledge and expertise behind the person that they're buying their kombucha from. Right. So um, if you're buying it from like a grocery store, say, that's like making its own private label, even though we know that it's us that's making it right. and we know mm-hmm. it's, it's a good product, like the consumer perception of that is like, exactly. oh, this store just like saw that kombucha was hot and like wanted to get on <laughs> so the, in true. on the game, you know? And so like that's sort of immediately a turnoff. Mm. So I think private label kombucha just like doesn't really work. Yeah, I feel that. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, it's so interesting. Yeah. Because sometimes it really works. Mm-hmm. Like, for yeah. example, pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think twice about it sometimes. Totally. Don't think twice about it. Yeah. I mean, I always try to buy the blue box. Like, yeah. the OG yeah. Italian, you know, but... The Borelli or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I don't even <laughs> know the brand. I just know yeah, that yeah. it's, like, the blue box. Or, like, we the all kind. have the same pasta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But especially that pasta is, like... But, yeah, you're right. You know, there's there's certainly, like... There's certainly um, items that, like, there's this... Okay, so Trey's, my husband, one of our mentors along the way was Trey's uncle, who is, he has, he and his family have this um, company that makes cheese sticks. (laughs) They make, it's John William Macy. I can't believe I'm plugging them on this podcast, but (laughs) they're cheese sticks. They're like the twisty, like, cheese sticks that you can get on, like, an appetizer plate. That's, that's all them. And they do so much private label business because they are like, I think they're like one of the only people that makes that product. Mm -hmm. But like they have honestly like 10 different brands that they produce for. And it totally works because like people aren't expecting like, you know. It's not hard to make a cheese stick. They're not like expecting a scientist behind um, the cheese stick, but they are, people are in kombucha. Yeah. It's just so cool. Yeah. And now like obsessed with kombucha it's like, <laughs> like I really didn't think that I was going to be this hyped by it but I I love your energy I love what you've created where what like how many employees do you have now and what are the future plans for better bitch? for growth yeah so we have 32 full-time employees <sighs> now and we are um hoping we'll probably be by to about 50 um, by like mid by this time next year. Wow. Um, and that'll be mostly sales team w- with some operations people because as we grow we need more on the upside too. But um, yeah, so that's that's our plans like uh, people wise, and we actually just launched in high V stores in the Midwest, which um, is like a chain that has about two hundred stores in in all Midwestern states. And so I think with that launch, we're basically available in every state in the U.S. besides Alaska. Sorry, Alaska. Uh, Alaska. <laughs> My, My boyfriend's, boyfriend's from, from Alaska. there. Oh, really? That's why oh, I'm like, oh. Funny. oh. I mean, Alaska's beautiful. I'd love to go there. Beautiful. But uh, it's so pretty far cool. away. Wow. So um, you're really, what all, what are all the stores that you're in? So, like, grocery um, stores. No, no, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like, so the main ones are Whole Foods, um, Sprouts, Lassen's, um, Bristol Farms, Mother's Markets. These are like oh, more like regional, the... sort of. Um, in like the, we just launched actually in Target stores in the Florida, like in the Southeast region. So, like, Southeast Gulf Coast region. Oh, interesting. We're in Florida, in Target. 
Um, and hopefully more if that goes well. So if you're in Florida or Gulf Coast, please go to Target go, and buy go, better go. boots. Um, and did I read that you're in? You're on Amazon, too? Yes, we're on Amazon. We're on Amazon. You can buy it through our website, betterboots.com. Um, so Amazon's really great. That we Amazon's just launched huge. in We launched in New York um, in March. So we're slowly creeping into a bunch mm. of stores. I think we're at, like, 250 stores in New York right now. Um, so, yeah, we're we're growing fast. We have a great sales Popping team. Popping up everywhere. I've been seeing it. Yeah. I have, too. It's that's so exciting. Thank you should be you. so proud. What was like the pop off moment? Was there a pop off moment oh where you suddenly like I know you mentioned like the last sense thing, but was there a moment where you were like, Oh, we really picked up steam here? Like we are um, in it to win it. Like this is a real thing. Where you and Trey looked at each other and you're like Yeah. We figured it out. Yeah. There were so many of those, all to come to realize that we did not figure it out. <laughs> but there were definitely plenty of those moments. And you need those, right? Because yeah. that gives you the energy to keep going. And, and like, humility. And meet the next obstacle, right? Um, but yeah, I'd say probably, I mean, it was a pretty big moment when we finally got into Whole Foods because um, Whole Foods was a little bit mad at us. Like they knew about us and they sort of like, were stubborn about letting us in in the beginning because they were like, why didn't you guys come to us like right away? Why didn't you come to us? We saw you at the farmer's markets. Like we, we knew about you and we were just waiting for, for you to email us and you didn't. And we were like, we thought you wouldn't even want to hear from us. We thought we were too small for you. And so, but they, they did finally let us in. And, um, (laughs) and so that was probably a pretty big moment when we like, when we got into Whole Foods for the first time and we're not national with Whole Foods yet. Mm. Um, we're hoping soon but we're in we're in nor- Northern California and Southern California stores. Um, Perfect for us. Yeah, and um, more soon, hopefully. So. Wow. Yeah. So I figured I, I feel like that's probably like a pretty big moment. We did get um, Sprouts National a couple years ago, maybe last year. That's crazy. I don't know. I feel like the pandemic just blurs everything. Together. I don't even know what but happened between the two. But we did get Sprouts years. National fairly recently, and that was a big moment because that was our very first national account. Wow. Um. So, yeah. And then typically once so you're cool. in, you sort of stay in? Um, or is you it have based to, on sales? It's based on sales. So every store has its own, like, mm. sort of threshold that it wants you to hit. And it's sort of different in every category, right? So, um, yeah, so they have, like, their idea of what good sales means. And so you have to meet their expectations. And if you don't, then you get cut. Dang. Yeah. Interesting. It's cutthroat. Dog eat dog out yeah. here in the booch world. <laughs> I mean, I bet there's yeah. some areas in the U.S. where kombucha isn't as, as like, hyped yeah. as it is Yeah, out definitely. Here. For sure. Definitely. So that makes sense. Well, and so, like, that's why it's sort of nuanced, too, because, like, in Southern California, the threshold is a lot higher than, say, in, like, Iowa, where the population isn't as dense. Right. You know, the stores aren't getting as much traffic. So, so there's mm. different levels right. sort of in each region and by retailer it's all different so that's why so that's what your sales team is for that our sales team <laughs> manages and we also have a broker so a broker is like an agent okay for your mm. product and the broker and we actually have a few different brokers because the different brokers have have the relationships with the retail stores so they know all the buyers and they know they are the ones that like really focus on all these intricacies between um, what each store wants and that stuff, that kind of stuff. Wow. Yeah, it's like crazy. I, this is fascinating. I can't believe I know about all this stuff now because, like, I was just 
not just, but I was a musician, you yeah. know, before, and that was my world. And so it was a steep learning curve for sure. I feel like I'm in the those wrong are industry. The, <laughs> those are the best. But it's interesting because we've been talking a lot yeah. about like, um, like what is sustainable and like where like because clothing is really hard because mm -hmm. people don't buy over and over again. It's like mm. you have our one customers thing, do, but our still customers, it is really like, hard. Yeah, generally, yeah. There's it's not like a kombucha or like yogurt where you love your one yogurt that you eat every mm -hmm. morning and you buy it every week for mm -hmm. years and like you know that your customers are coming back and coming back and it's just like continuously going. Yeah. Clothing is so the opposite and um, it's also changing very quickly how yeah, people so are you're purchasing. Like, so you're like constantly having to acquire new customers. Yes. Is that the And game? that's the hardest yeah. part for us because actually what's withstood us is our customer loyalty, which is really interesting. Mm -hmm. And getting new customers is the hard part because yeah. the funding, you know, all of it. Oh, and yeah. so constantly we're being faced with this idea of like what does the retail space look like mm -hmm. and like what does maybe the community space look like more and like having events and ticket sales and maybe there's merch and maybe there's blah 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 but it's like it's this idea of community consistency and all these things and that's why I like laugh and joke about I'm in the wrong industry because like you had this aha moment in the music industry mm -hmm. right like you had this it's <laughs> grueling it's the process is intense like that is very much, it is very much like that in the retail mm -hmm. industry because it's like you're waiting and then you get the pieces and then they're messed up and then you have mm -hmm. to problem solve and then you're like, and then you're trying to get the sales and it's like, yeah, <gasps> yeah. yeah. and then you're, the money up front is insane. Oh and then God, yes. you move to LA and you're like, oh my God, I meet this guy and then and, and everything is like really building up and you're doing it for a good reason, mm -hmm. right? Like you're doing it because the sister has cancer and you want to heal and then suddenly you're like, we have something here mm -hmm. and then it's beautiful. And that was the root of why all the babies started. It was mm. like truly about connecting community, giving back to babies in need. And then as you grow, you're like, are we losing that mission? And I yeah. really do hold on to you saying like, as we grow, we got better. Mm -hmm. And that's like where we're at right now is like, how can we be better? Yes. And yes. like in being better, do we have to pivot? Do we have to like really look at the signs that the world is showing us being like mm -hmm. inflation is at an all time high. Everyone's trying to just afford gas. Like, and, and I feel like I'm having the moment of when you got to LA right now where I'm like, what's up? Like, yes. Hello world. Like, yes. Do we need, is here there a we big go. shift coming kind of thing? Yeah. Totally. Mm -hmm. So it is really special to just like hear your story and, and see how you tackled it and how beautiful it is now. It like gives me, such hope and inspiration and thank you guys should you. be so proud of what you've created because oh, we are thank you. yeah it's we're fans for life we're customers for was, life it was truly really inspiring to hear yeah. this and thank we couldn't you. wait to have you on oh we were I'm so, so I'm, this has been so awesome i, I love sorry these it's hot too. no that's okay <laughs> really it's okay can you also touch on the good that you do Yes. so um you'll see on the can that we support um city of hope and yes. we specifically support a program at City of Hope called the Pro Program in Natural Therapies. And it is a program that takes um, compounds that are natural and found in foods. So like bison that's in mushrooms, pomegranates, blueberries, and things like this through clinical trials um, in an effort oh. to um, develop non-toxic treatments for cancer. So, so cool. it's an amazing program. It's City of Hope is one of two research hospitals in the U.S. that does immunotherapy. 
Um, it's here in Sloan Kettering in New York. And actually, during the course of my sister-in-law's journey, um, she actually went to Germany mm. to um, to get immunotherapy treatment before it was even available here in the U.S. So now um, Sloan Kettering and City of Hope have these immunotherapy treatments, and some of which she was able to experience in Germany a few years ago. Um, so we're super proud to support them, and we've been supporting them since 2017. Wow. Wow. And so That's every so cool. purchase we make, yes. does a percent go to City of Hope? Yes, exactly, exactly. So it's, it's 1% goes to City of Hope, which is, um, yeah, ends up being... A lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> is your sister-in-law okay? She yes. Cancer-free? She's doing great. Okay, she's doing great. I just she just had a baby, too. Oh, my God. Actually, it's really awesome because um, her baby is just a few months older than, than our baby. So they're like, they're just going to grow they're up gonna, together. Oh and it's God. like the best. That's really yeah. I know. I love that. Oh, yeah. Kids. Can kids have it? or Kids can have ours. Okay. Yes. Okay. Kids can have yours. So, yeah. So huh? we're, we're verified non-alcoholic, so. Yes, they can Because some of them have a little bit of alcohol, right? Even well, if they're also not. for an, pregnant women, yeah. that might be. Yeah. I drank it um, all throughout both my pregnancies because it was like a little festive something that I could have versus like, <laughs> totally. you know. Um, but yeah, I would say um, pay attention to the label and make sure that you're, you're getting a brand that you know is non-alcoholic. Good to know. Good. And yeah. last question, because I am just so curious. Mm-hmm. What is your role in the company and what is your husband's role? Or are you just... No, good question. (laughs) Because we had, I think in the beginning, we were very much... Right, because you have to be, you have to wear all the hats. Yes, covering sort of everything, like whack-a-mole. But now it has been extremely important and helpful for our relationship and our business relationship to have clearly defined roles. So I am technically... um, oversee I oversee sales marketing and R&D and and e-commerce and he oversees um operations finance um and and like fundraising and that kind of stuff so we both do the fundraising trail but he is the one that does all the projections and like so you're not butting heads over no exactly so we have very clearly defined and separate roles um and that has been awesome did you have to do coaching to like create that or um to mentoring? create well we do we have done a lot of coaching and mentoring ar- along the way like we've been mentored and been coached um along the way trey is a member of vistage which is a it's a ceo coaching group it's like um your business has to make like a certain amount and then they put you in a group with um people in your area and it's like it's been really awesome actually for him and i've sat in on it a couple times and then i have my female founder groups that we meet some of them are like bigger groups and then some of them are more smaller groups that sort of meet Mm -hmm. like on a more regular basis and yeah that's what we do I love that because it's really hard to be a good boss and like it's really really hard to be a good boss and I think more often and like make you know sometimes like you get bigger I mean you guys know like more money more problems is so true um and so you know the stakes just get higher and higher the more and more and more success that you have and so like navigating that landscape you just like I can't even say enough about like definitely definitely if you're on the fence about getting a coach get one it's like money well spent 
That's amazing good. to hear because yeah. yeah. I'm learning that every day. I'm like, yeah. uh, yeah. first time founder, what the heck am I doing? No one knows what they're doing. No. And we're you're learning in real time. Yes, and totally. then you're responsible and it's just none of it's. Yeah. And I always tell her, I'm like, the highs are high and the lows are low. And there's been a lot of that, you know? So it's like, yeah, hearing that is really. Yeah. Well, that experience is normal. Like, yeah. it's like that across the board. You're totally. Not, like, it doesn't mean, I know for me, I was like, oh my God, we're running into so many obstacles. Are we doing this wrong? Like, what, what? is happening? Mm. You know, are, is there something wrong here? And it's not. It's yeah. just like the way it is. It's the nature of being a founder and like running <sighs> a business because you're making something from complete scratch. You're I know. Like creating something out of thin air that wasn't there before. And that's really hard. Good point. And yeah. you're putting in a lot of other people's hands too. Yep. So it's like. Yes. <laughs> yeah yeah which is great and so rewarding but also, but also you're like, responsible so hard when you're like I just need you to write me back yeah please <laughs> like answer the phone oh my god yes. all of it yes um because you've taken us on such this beautiful journey and because you are so knowledgeable you've been 10 years and that's a huge milestone I love to end on um especially with you in this episode three or whatever number it could be one it could be a phrase what is your advice whether it be for founders for um you know parents who are also found anything goes Mm -hmm. like what are your nuggets um number one uh find community that is supportive Mm. that you can be supportive too and that can lend you support and Mm. like really lean into that it's so important Um, I think that goes for business and for having kids and having a family because like, um, we weren't meant to raise children on our own. Totally. We are a social people and it's really important. Community is the most important thing. So definitely lean into that. Um, second thing would be make sure that you're doing, that you're not doing it for the money. Mm. Like, of course it's okay to want money. Like we all need money to survive. That's just how our, our, our like you know, and it's okay to want nice things, but there are so many easier ways to make money than starting your own business. <laughs> so like, yeah. if you want to make money, just like go to school and get a good job. Okay. Do not start a business. Say that again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would say like, make sure there's something that you're passionate about behind it because, um, that passion is what's going to carry you yeah. through those low lows that you talked about. Totally. And then third, um, if you're in a partnership, make sure you have clearly defined roles and like everybody needs to agree, like over communicate. Everyone needs yeah. to agree that this is what I'm doing. This is what you're doing. Right. And we, and we don't, we don't like, um, you know, we meet and we, we give each other updates, but we don't like, we're not each other's bosses. We're each other's partners and equals. So I love that. So yeah, those are my three things That's off amazing. the top of my head. No, that was perfect. <laughs> that was perfect. This has been a really special episode for both of us, especially for me. Um, as a founder, just to share this space with you. I'm just like, oh my God, this is, oh, to know we're not alone, to community, community, community. Um, where can everybody find you, Better Boots, how can we support you? Give us the websites, Instagrams, all of it. Yes, so betterboots.com, um, B-E-T-T-E-R-B-O-O-C-H, Booch with two O's. Um, and, uh, and then, um, of course, at Better Booch on Instagram and TikTok, um, I'm Ashley Lockerbie. My name is spelled kind of funny. It's L-E-I-G-H, like A-S-H-L-E-I-G-H. So at Ashley Lockerbie, that's mine. Um, and yeah, please say hi. Amazing. Thank you so Aww. much. 
This Thank you. Really this has been really fun. Thank you for having I me. I loved every minute. <laughs> Same.